call from mom. Answer it. Call silence. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, special guest today, Isla Kreischer. <laughs> you just put your hand. I don't think they can see you. She just put her hand on my shoulder. Remember that time when I... When I <laughs> I was going to take a picture of you and Frankie and you put your hand down because you thought I wouldn't take a picture of your hand. It was so funny. Anyway, special guest today is Isla Kreischer. We had an incident in our house that I wanted to discuss on the podcast. Major incident. There was a death, but um, and maybe a dismemberment. So we wanted to talk about it on this podcast. Definitely not a dismemberment, but definitely like an odd angle. A disconfiguration, yes, for sure. Um, So we discussed that. We discussed, I don't know what all we discussed. Learning, we discussed um, sisters, we discussed relationships, relationships, we discussed my mom, we discussed Grand Jan, we discussed all kinds of stuff, Papa Jay a little bit. So it's a good talk, good talk. And there there was some blood and gore. Although you won't see it on the podcast, but we will talk oh, about I it. Take a photo. Oh, I have a photo. You don't think I took a photo? I photo oh, I I texted a no photo. Head. You do? You have a photo of the rat with no head? Yeah. Ew. Well, he still had his head. He just was at a right angle in a place where he did not need to be at a right angle. It was pretty bad. But anyway, you'll have to listen to find out what we're talking about. Thank you for coming back every week. I uh, thank Isla for being my guest this week. I, I know. What can you say? I always love to talk to her. She's so great. Um, and I know you like to hear from her, too. So thanks for thanks for tuning in and listening. I appreciate it. And um, yeah, thanks a lot. I hope you enjoy this episode with Isla. What's it called? That app. Speechify? Speechify. So uh, Speechify is an app that will read something to you, right? Like yeah. anything. Will it yeah, read you? You need to take a photo of um, a page or like something you need to read and it'll read you, it to you. Speechify? Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. Think you'll be using that? Mom, I have to read 22 pages today. Oh my I God. Will be, I will be using that. And what subject? by psychology psychology that's a lot of reading Mm -hmm. but you like learning though right like you don't mind like learning about the stuff no i love learning about it Mm -hmm. i don't like reading it though i mean i wish i could just watch a video on it 
I know. I wish I could give you my brain for a day. I love I wish you can read. give me your teeth. <laughs> my teeth? <laughs> you have really good teeth. <laughs> I have some chompers, don't I? They're pretty healthy chompers. Mm-hmm. I wish I could give you my brain for a day so that you could enjoy reading the way I enjoy reading. So that you... Well, would... I don't... Go ahead. Not to be like a butt face. But I like my brain. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with your brain. I, I didn't say I wish I could give you my brain forever. I know. I said I wish I could give you my brain for one day. And then you go, oh, I see now why mom likes to read. Does that make sense? Yeah. But I don't know. I wouldn't change anything about your brain. I think your brain's uh, amazing. I'd love to have your brain for a day. <clears throat> I would to see what you just not comprehending any word. Really, that's not true. You comprehend beautifully. You comprehend everything beautifully. You always have. You don't have a comprehension problem. You just have the problem, like the function of reading. That's all. But that's okay. You know, some people have are really super bad at math and can't do the function of math. Yeah, uh, that's okay. Everybody has things they're not great at. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it would. You don't think it would be cool to trade brains for a day? Like Freaky Friday, that movie, remember, where they traded like they were each other's person for the day? That would be scary. Why? I don't know. I would just think very literally. Yes. You think your brain would be like, all just go like, you know, because my brain goes, my brain talks to me all day. Does your brain talk to you? Well, okay. This is actually an ongoing thing. Uh huh. So. In class, my teacher was talking about, um, in English, she was talking about, like, how um, if you couldn't, like, think if we didn't have words, how would we would even think? Ooh. And I was like, I would think perfectly fine. <laughs> You'd be the same. I don't think I don't think it I don't think it affect me. I was I taught I said in class I was like, well, I don't really think in like words like I don't visualize words I talk to myself but I also like play out scenes in my head mm-hmm. like it's not I don't think it'd be that big of a problem for me no I play out scenes in my head too but I definitely talk to myself a lot in my head I talk to myself and I say stuff to myself like you're fire hosing her stop doing that oh I think what just is in my brain just comes out of my mouth oh yeah yeah unless if I'm like in a quiet room then then it doesn't come out of your mouth most of the time (laughs) i think your brain is awesome you know you have a really um unique way of processing the world and i mean that very positively most mostly very positively sometimes they go hmm don't know how she came up with that (laughs) they go that's not very productive but that's true of everybody right Mm -hmm. everybody has a little bit of off in them if we were all super healthy, it'd be super boring, wouldn't it? Yes. What are you looking for? I just heard a buzz. It's my phone. Um, I thought it came from over here, but I was like, there's nothing over here that would have buzzed. And then I was like, it couldn't have come from my phone. I should leave the phone in the other room, but I, I didn't. Sorry. It's okay. I'm so very- we had a, a bit of a traumatic event this morning, huh? You did. I was kind of asleep for it. I did. I had a little traumatic event. <clears throat> I think Mac got some revenge. Yeah. I mean, he's been eyeing that thing for a while. It's pretty bad. Yeah. So he's been stalking the squirrel population in our backyard for a long time. They learned a lesson. Well, let's hope they did. 
Oh, mm-hmm. some were watching. Yeah. So he blew out his ACL. Why? I wonder. <laughs> I wonder too, because he sits in the back door and he stalks the squirrels. And when a squirrel gets on the ground, he takes off running to through the backyard to try and catch a squirrel. Well, no squirrel is that stupid. And of, he's a tank. So the, of course he would blow out his ACL. Yes. So he blew out his ACL chasing after squirrels in his own backyard. Well, mm-hmm. we went through ACL surgery, had two months of being in confinement. He had a TPLO surgery, had to be completely like still practically for two months. And now he's out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what happened this morning? I got I got a phone call this morning saying, Isla, come down now. Mac has killed a squirrel. I might need some help. Yeah. Right? It was so bad. It was pretty it was pretty gory. It was so the poor guy was bad. stiff already. No, he wasn't stiff. No, he, he was, was broke. I know, but he was stiff when we put him in the bag because the bag what he wasn't bending with the bag. He was like it, it was pretty rough. Yeah. So I'm in the backyard picking up dog poop, right? Mm -hmm. Mac and Izzy, these two squirrels have been fighting all morning. They've been fighting with each other in the trees. And, you know, inevitably one of them is going to fall out. Well, I'm not the only one that thinks one's going to fall out because Mac and Izzy are just standing under the trees, just waiting. They're just waiting for the squirrel to fall. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling them to go get in the house and I'm picking up dog poop and I'm telling them to go get in the house. I'm cleaning out the skimmer in the pool and I'm telling them to go get in the house and I'm scooping the leaves out of the pool. And the squirrel hits the ground literally directly in front of Mac. Like it's as if God just handed him the squirrel. (laughs) It went right in front of him and he grabbed it. And I was like, no. And I go running across the yard and tell him to drop it. He's not listening to me. And now Izzy's trying to take it from him. And he's running from Izzy. And the squirrel is still alive. And I see the squirrel biting him in the face and scratching at him and trying to get away. He lets the squirrel go, picks the squirrel back up. And then I see the squirrel literally fold in half. Folded in half at like the backbone. Like Mac just broke, broke his back right in front of me. It was terrible. And the squirrel was still alive for a minute. It was terrible. And Izzy's still trying to get the squirrel. And now they see the squirrel is dying. He puts the squirrel down. And now the squirrel is limp. So I'm hoping to God it's dead. And they are now chasing each other through the yard with a squirrel. And I'm screaming at them to stop. And they're chasing each other with this squirrel. Well, Izzy's chasing him. He's running with a squirrel in his mouth. And they put it down and they're both inspecting it. And I'm like, okay, the one thing I cannot handle is if they just shred it. Like if they just rip it apart in front of me. So that's when I I stood over the squirrel and got them off the squirrel, which at least they listened to me at that point. Yeah. And called you and said, I need some help here because I can't have them just shred it in front of me. I could not have them eat it. It was at like a 90 degree angle. It was so disturbing wasn't it yeah it was bloody and its mouth was bloody and its entire stomach was bloody and its little paws its tail was soaked that thing had been all in Mac's mouth I bet the whole thing would fit in his mouth no problem yeah and then he got one little bite on his little muzzle he's so he's a special dog he's He's special I mean I mean he was just being a dog it's not like he did anything wrong, yeah. but as a human, 
You just don't often see your dog catch a wild animal and kill it in front of you. I mean, maybe you do if you live like where I grew up in Bowden or something, but I don't really see that much in L.A. And I haven't seen it in a long time. I mean, Shirley brings us rats all the time. She brought another rat in last week and she just leaves the dead rat. Like as a present, as a present. And well, it's not really a present. It's because they don't think you can hunt. Yeah, I know. So it's it's like a backhanded compliment. I love you and I think you're an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) I can see Shirley's. Do you think that's what she says? Yeah. Hey, I know you can't really feed yourself. So here you go. (laughs) Here you go. But to watch the watch the whole thing is really disturbing. To see the squirrel drop and know what's going to happen and watch it happen. I mean, when it folded that squirrel in half, it was so awful. And the thing was still alive. It was awful. And I, all I thought was, I'm just going to let it finish. I'm going to let Mac finish killing it because I can't watch this thing suffer. I'd rather yeah. him just finish it off. You know what I mean? And I mean, not to be weird, but Mac did kind of deserve it. Like, Mac deserved it? Deserved yeah, he, to get one? because Yeah, because he'd been, he'd been like chasing them for such a long time to the point where it was kind of like, it was kind of embarrassing for him. <laughs> he wouldn't have gotten one already. So, like, I mean, I get it. And the squirrels should have known that there was a humongous dog underneath them while oh, they, they knew. were fighting. They knew for sure. So they they knew the risk. Um, but now... And it's you, a circle of life. It is a circle of life. But you don't think Mac's like, well, I've got that under my belt. He's going to be even more about chasing squirrels now. Yeah. That just, like, ignited his prey drive. <laughs> At least it wasn't Izzy's. Izzy's is already ignited. She's already had the biggest prey drive. What if it isn't fully, though? What if it's only the beginning? Well, then we should be worried about the cats that live in and around our house. Oh, God. (laughs) So I think we're good. I think Izzy's okay. Maybe not with squirrels. I'm hoping they're smart enough to to know there's a difference between Gus the cat and the squirrel. I mean, Gus spends no time in the backyard. He's he's so old. He's just milling around the house. I did see him um, circling the backyard the other night, and it was really cute. You did. He was like looking. He was like patrolling the perimeter. Oh, really adorable. He's such a good cat. Ugh, what a morning. Well, thank you for going to Rite Aid with me and getting uh, supplies to doctor up the old muzzle. Mm-hmm. You know, I cleaned it out with some peroxide and I have some iodine to put on it, but he just keeps licking it off. So. So I haven't put any on it yet, but we're going to watch it. If it starts swelling up or he starts having diarrhea or something, we'll take him to the bed. It's if a teeny he, tiny well, little bite. He starts throffing at the mouth and we have to take him to the vet. Well, he has his. Well, no, shot. that'd be actually he'd be dead already. He'd be dead to us. Well, if he's frothing in the mouth, we're putting him down, but he's he's fully vaccinated. He has all his rabies shots, so. I know, but you should still get it checked out because once they start showing signs, once anyone starts showing signs of rabies, they're dead. But he's vaccinated, so he can't get it. He can't fully get it? Is there no chance that no. he can get it? No. None whatsoever? None. You sure? Mm-hmm. Then why, why don't we have rabies shots? Because we don't ha- we are not at the risk of getting rabies like an animal that will eat a wild animal. We don't really run around with wild animals. And... Cases of rabies in the United States are like nearly nothing. Let's look it up so we can feel better about it, okay? Um, da 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 da, rabies. Stop! In the U.S. 
Vegas, rabies in the U.S. 127 human rabies cases were reported in the... Oh, that's from 2018. How common is rabies? Cases of human rabies are rare, with only one to three cases reported annually. So only one to three people every year. Pink eye is rare. Pink eye? Pink eye is not rare. What's in... The flu. Who dies from the flu? How many people die from the huh? flu a year? Um, okay. Flu, fatal, flu, F-A-T-A-L, fatality rate, flu fatalities in the U.S. by year. 34,157. Okay, <laughs> Did you think it was going to be three? No. That's, no, the flu, the flu is actually, I mean, not that rabies isn't deadly. It's just not around, you know? That's why we had a vaccine for measles and mumps. And the reason the measles came back or the mumps, whichever ones came back, is because there was a lot of anti-vaccination people going on. And so it came back. I think it was the measles. One of them. You know what I'm talking about, though. Polio is the same. The polio was all but eradicated. And then people stopped vaccinating. And now we have polio again. So vaccines are, you know, purposeful. um, And he is vaccinated for rabies. So... Just like polio, if you're vaccinated, you you don't get polio. Mm-hmm. Same with the measles and mumps. So I think he's okay. Um, I mean, I'm I can call the vet tomorrow. It's Sunday, I'll have to call the vet tomorrow and see mm-hmm. what they recommend. But we can't take him in today anyway. This is not an emergency. I'm not sitting in an emergency vet for a squirrel bite. No, <laughs> so you'll be fine, sucker. I'm so tired. You're tired. Mm-hmm. How come? Did you go to a concert last night? I did. Who was it? Bee bee bop bee bop. No, bee bop bee bad doobie. Bee bad doobie. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I have to like visualize the word, and like bee bad doobie. Bee bad doobie. Yeah. And she was good. She was good. Um, I don't know. I kind of liked her opener better though. Oh yeah. Yeah. Was it fun to be at a concert? Yeah, it was. It was really loud. We were right next to the huge speaker on the wall. Oh, you were. Yeah, and this guy next to us um, kept kicking people out. Why? The concert. Okay. Was he like a bouncer? Secret time. Secret yeah. time. Okay. We were in the area with wristbands, but a security guard said we can go in there, even though we didn't have wristbands. Ooh. So we were in there. We had a really good spot. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the guy came over to the, our area and started kicking people out who didn't have like wristbands. Uh-oh. And he was being very aggressive about it and, like, very scary mm-hmm. about it. And we just, like, kind of didn't look at him and, like, kept watching the concert. And we're in the area with people that have already been checked, sort of. So he didn't get us. Nice. Yeah. He got by. But this person, they pulled out, like, you know, the one of those, like, the flip out PlayStation things? Uh-huh. They pulled out one of those and started filming the concert on it. Oh, stupid. And it was so funny. I have a photo of it. It was really funny. And then this guy started playing Duolingo in the concert. Oh, yeah? Like the language game. Yeah, I know. Why? I don't know. He was next to us just doing Duolingo in the concert. So do you think people can get addicted to like their phone or social media? Like legitimately addicted? Yeah. Because I just Or use heard- it as a coping device to get out of things that are uncomfortable. To not have to feel uncomfortable feelings. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So I went to... um, It's like your bedroom. If you're on it all the time, 
like if you're in your bedroom all the time, then it becomes a safe place. Uh-huh. Um, but like if you're on your phone all the time, it can like become a safe place, I feel like. I think you're probably right. Well, I was at a book signing yesterday of my friend Karen, who has um, a book about uh, kitchen design and lifestyle stuff. And someone at her book signing has a teenage daughter who just got out of rehab for social media addiction for like an a, a, like a legit addiction where she somehow was doing some bad behaviors and got in trouble with the police and her sentence so to speak was to go to rehab because she was addicted to this posting things and posting things that were not legitimate online oh not crazy yeah i feel like that's more of like a lying disorder though a lying disorder yeah like a like a compulsive liar yeah like a grifter like some a con artist yeah like a con artist right mm-hmm. that's kind of cool though well it's not cool it's not cool but like it's, <laughs> it's not cool at all no but like it's um interesting to see how that is now in a judge thing you mean like how that was dealt with in a court of law uh-huh. Yeah, it had to be something else besides like, I'm putting you under arrest for using your phone too much. It can't be just that. It had to yeah. be some kind of fraud or some kind of like some kind of money or fraud or or identity theft or something involved in it. But yeah. serious enough that she had to go to rehab. It's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um do your friends do you think have any problems with anything like that in your friends? That are on the phone too much. You don't have to name names. I'm just asking if you know anybody who feels. I've you- heard of circumstances where it's been a problem. Oh yeah, with some people. Anybody I know? You don't have to. Yes. Tell me. Oh really? Yes. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. But we don't have can to. Can Halston cut it out? Halston, can you cut it out? What? Yeah. What? Yeah. That person. I'm shocked. Well, we'll have to talk after about what. That was not who I thought you were going to say. Secret time, though. It's secret time. Yeah, of course. No, of course. It's secret time. But I am so shocked. Really? Yeah. Today's podcast is brought to you by HelloFresh. I'm a big fan of HelloFresh. I've been a fan of theirs for years. We've used their meal prep service meal delivery prep service for years. It's one of the ways my kids learned how to cook. We love uh, cooking them together. It's so nice to not to have to figure out what's for dinner, to just open your fridge door and go, okay, guess it's the chicken enchiladas from HelloFresh that's for dinner tonight. And I know that the chicken enchiladas will be with fresh ingredients, that they'll be with high quality ingredients, and that it'll be a fast, easy meal with relatively easy cleanup. I mean, what more could you ask for? And delicious. Oh, and delicious, according to Isla Kreischer. They are delicious. Uh, but I did just find out something I didn't know about HelloFresh. You can go to HelloFresh Market for breakfast, for charcuterie boards, for snacks. You can stock your pantry. You can prep for your holiday party. I 
love this option. I did not know about this option until just now. I can't wait to go home and see what they have on this HelloFresh market because I will be definitely ordering. I have so many holiday parties coming up. What a relief it would be to just order a charcuterie board, have it show up, and you just provide the board and everything else is there. I love it. There are 35 weekly recipes. You can choose your protein. You can swap out your proteins. You can upgrade your protein. You can add protein to a veggie meal. They will make pretty much anything you want happen. It's easy, it's fast, it's fresh. We love it in our house. And I, I just can't say enough good things about it. Go to HelloFresh.com slash wife 65 and use the code wife 65 for 65% off plus free shipping. I mean, 65% off is crazy. So go to HelloFresh.com slash wife 65 and use the code wife 65 for 65% off plus free shipping. And remember, HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. Today's episode is brought to you by Docatot, calling all mamas. If you're expecting, if you have a newborn, if you're looking for a baby shower gift or, hello, a holiday gift, we got you covered. Docatot is the lifestyle brand made for the modern parent and creates functional solutions for feeding, playing, resting, sleeping, lounging, and beyond. From their adorable sleeping essentials to the whimsical play tents and nursing pillows that double as home decor. The Docatot brand grows with families through every stage and every phase. Okay, first of all, let me tell you something. Here's one of the things I like about the Docatot stuff for babies. They have snaps at the shoulders and zippers up the side. There is nothing worse sometimes than trying to pull something over a screaming baby's head. It's the worst. It's so much easier to pull it up over their little tushy and snap it at the shoulders. It's true. It's so much easier to do that. So that in and of itself is amazing. Not to mention that all their fabrics are buttery soft. They have a nice, elegant finish. And they're, they're just really high quality. So, But the function is the thing with Docatot. It's clear that Docatot knows what it's like to be a new mom, a nursing mom, to have a toddler that you're trying to change over and over again, maybe at night. They make all of the function of their products so easy and also really lovely to look at. The mom and wedge is a wedge that uh, nursing moms can use to support uh, a baby while they're nursing, which is good for your back. It's good for your neck. It's good for your shoulders. It, It just helps you. And it looks like a piece of decor. It doesn't look like a nursing pillow. It looks like a piece of decor. So babies, mamas, and gift givers, this is the best brand you can buy for the precious child and mom you love the most. Get 15% off at docatot.com with the code WIFE. That's 15% off with the code WIFE at docatot. I'm going to spell it D-O-C-K-A-T-O-T, docatot.com. Parenting is hard but Docatot can make it a lot easier. So are you liking school this year? Yeah, I like it a lot better. I seem very, no no energy today, but I like it a, a lot better this year because I feel like I kind of found my people more. Like I found my group. Like not, I already had the group, but we just added more people to the point where it felt more like comfortable. That's Not good. that I didn't find, like feel comfortable for. I think it was just too new. 
You seem really happy this year. Yeah. You seem really grounded Mm -hmm. at school. And you seem very confident in... um, I also think, not to diss my sister, but I feel like it just seems more of my school now. Totally. I, I do not think you're alone in being a younger sibling to someone who casts a wide wake and is at school before you. Mm-hmm. And they have a reputation, good or bad, positive or negative, doesn't matter. They still have a reputation. Like whatever that reputation is, that person is not you, mm-hmm. period. Even if you're exactly alike, to have that autonomy has got to feel good. Yeah. Well, I think from my from the outside looking in, it looks to me like you're having a really good time at school Mm -hmm. and you're learning and you're thriving socially. Mm -hmm. Am I right? Yes. Good. I'm gassy. You're gassy? From that drink. Oh, (laughs) that kind of gassy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You were farting. No. Silly goose. That's Um, funny. But yeah, I feel a lot better this year at school. I'm so glad. Mm -hmm. It makes me happy. So what are you watching on TV? Um, I don't know. Besides Game of Thrones. Should we talk about Game of Thrones? Why did... I know. We just finished season five. Is that right? Yeah, we're on season six, uh, episode two. Episode two. And Jon Snow is dead. It was heartbreaking. Can you believe he's dead? No. I mean, it's crazy. Do you like that show? Yeah. What do you like about it? I like all the characters and how they're all either good or bad. Like uh-huh. there's no in between. I don't feel like. You don't think there's any in between? No. Well, I feel like there's change in the character, but I f- don't think there's an in between in the moment. Like Jamie Lannister. He's both good and bad, right? Well, I think he's good. I don't think he's bad. You think he's inherently good, but he sometimes yeah. makes bad choices. Is yeah. that what you mean? Yeah. I mean, like inherently. Yeah. Like Cersei is bad. Just bad. I hate her. Yeah, so she's much. bad. I hate her. Um, and I, I mean, I like, the, I like the like character, like, but I just hate her, in, yeah. in the show. Yeah. Um, but and then like Joffrey was horrible. I hated him. He yeah. was inherently bad. Yep. The new king, Tom Tim. Tommen. Yeah, Tommen is good. Yeah. The sister that just died from like a hemorrhoid in her brain or something. I don't know what happened. Um. But is that the wrong word? <laughs> yes, it is not a hemorrhoid. <laughs> it's a hemorrhage, <laughs> which is similar to a hemorrhoid, but not. <laughs> a hemorrhoid is a tear of your asshole. <laughs> a hemorrhage is a bleed. <laughs> Whatever. But a, a hemorrhoid could also bleed, so you could have a hemorrhaging hemorrhoid. <laughs> you're, you're so cute okay well she just died of a hemorrhoid in the brain she was good she was good johnson was perfect johnson was perfect yes he is pretty perfect he made all the right decisions but then the night's watch were just being buttholes about it they were yeah he's kind of the perfect man huh do you think he's like hobo hobo i feel like i'd be best friends with him you'd be bff with him yeah so what character do you think you'd be in the show Okay, there are two. There's two? There's okay. Two. Tell me. Um, I forgot her name. Dar- Daenerys. Oh, Daenerys Targaryen? Yes. You think you'd be the queen? Because I love dragons. 
Um, but that's that's not really me, sort of. I feel like I feel like she's too demanding. You think so? Yeah. You don't think you walk around like the queen? You don't think you do exactly what you want to do? You don't think I've had a new litter box for your cat for two weeks and I keep saying, hey, how about we change it out? And you're like, on my schedule. I will do it when I say Daenerys Targaryen. Um, um, Aya. Aya? Yeah. Aya. I don't know if you're as ruthless and cold-hearted as Aya. No, I don't, I don't think I am either, but... You're as independent. I feel like in the beginning... I was a lot like I like in the first season. Yeah. But then after that, I feel like she kind of <laughs> went astray. She has a very strong sense of justice, which I think you have as well. You have a really strong sense of justice. You don't like it when people talk trash about other people. You don't like it when someone doesn't treat someone nicely. You don't like it when you're not being treated nicely. You have a very strong justiceometer. Mm-hmm. And so I think justice I <laughs> justice meter, a justiceometer. you do so i think you relate to that part of her is that she's very very um grounded in justice like Mm -hmm. she's going to get her revenge for all these people she's going i didn't like how she didn't kill the hound that really set me off well that was her justice i get that that but also he took care of her for so long yes he did and he didn't hate her or anything well that's why the the um the guy with no face uh Mm -hmm. Um, the many face God guy yeah. said when you remember when she was lying and he would whip her. Mm-hmm. And when he said, do you love the hound? And she said, no. And he whipped her because she does, but she's not willing to face it. She's not willing to see it herself. Right. Stupid. I love the hound. Who's your favorite character? Who's the one where you go? Oh, I'm so excited. Um, God, what's her name? Starts with the B. The night. Brienne. Brienne. I love Brienne. You do? Yeah, she's my favorite. She is. Yeah. I think mine might be Braun. The um the I guess he's a knight now, the guy that fought for Tyrion and now he, he taught Jamie how to fight again. Yeah, he's the self sword. I love him. Every time <laughs> he comes on, I just go, I just love that guy. He's really awesome. I love that guy. And mm-hmm. I also like Samuel. Which is Samuel the the overweight guy in the Night's Watch with Gilly. Aww. Uh, I like him. Yeah. It's been really fun to watch it again. I watched it only the, the you know, when it first came out. It's, I, I can't believe it, but it's, it was like 10 years ago when it first aired. Um, So I never watched it after the first time. And it's been really fun to watch it with you. And I started watching it with you and your sister and then watched it with your sister and now watched it with you. George is way behind now. I'm sure we she We haven't seen it. like anything of the brother. What brother? The younger brother. Oh, of Bran? And mm. I mean, you mean the even younger one? Either of them. You're right. We haven't seen like anything about In a while, them. huh? I wonder why. Must be coming soon. Must be something big. What's, what was the Bran got captured? Remember with the... the and the guy died because the skeleton stabbed him like 80 times. Hodor? No, not Hodor. Oh, the other guy, the yeah. The seeing one. That could one. See, yeah. The guy that was in Maze Runner. Oh, yeah. He was in Maze Runner. He was also in Nanny McPhee. Really? Yeah. Aw. That was cute. I love that movie. I know you do. Maze Runner is really good, too. I just, I don't like the second one or third one. I only like the first Maze Runner. So besides Game of Thrones, what are you watching? What have you been into? We watched the Selena Gomez documentary. How'd you like that? It was really good. I felt really bad for her because I could, I could tell how everything could be really overwhelming for her. Yeah. And how she could feel like she's like 
kind of irrelevant with the interviews. Uh-huh. Like she's a piece of meat. Yeah, that they're just like using her for the like, clout. For her clout, for her name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I felt really bad for her and I really did kind of, I really sympathized with her. Yeah. Not like that I've experienced it or anything, just like I sympathized with her mm-hmm. with how it could be difficult. I thought she was very brave. Yeah. To put all that out there because so, people could look at that and go, what a baby mm-hmm. or what a whiner. Or you have all this um, success, wealth, notoriety, talent, beauty, whatever you want to say. And you're whining about your mental health. That Someone could easily say that. That's not what I took away from it. I thought mm-hmm. she was very brave to share what she went through because, you know, that's how we heal a lot of time is just just simply realizing you're not alone is very healing. Yeah. You know, just to I know. mean, not for me. Not for you? No. Why? I want to be a lone wolf. You want to be a lone wolf? Yeah. So you don't like it when I say, I understand how you feel. I went through something similar. Yeah, no, I don't like that. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe you're narcissistic. I'm not narcissistic. I just don't, I don't know. You just want to be singular? Yeah, I think so. But is that narcissist? A little bit. Maybe. A I little mean, bit. I mean, it's inherited quality. I think it is called teenager also. Oh, yeah. You've So far, you've been a really good teenager. Maybe you and I went through our hard times when you were younger. I, you and I went through some hard times. When I wouldn't we? stop hitting Georgia because she was antagonizing me. And that and <laughs> the struggle with schoolwork. You know, I think you and Oof. I always struggled with schoolwork. You didn't want me controlling you, but then you weren't able to really do it without someone going hey don't forget don't forget mm-hmm. would you say that's accurate yeah but i don't do that anymore because you don't need any help mm-hmm. you know yeah you're like doing great yeah yeah any complaints about our relationship is there anything you'd like to change about me no you're not going to say, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the only thing would be the, um, you're going to get mad at me because this happened earlier. Why? <laughs> Tell you, me. When you vent, but then you, I feel like you're taking it, your anger out on me a little. Aww. No, it's not bad in that way. It's just like you are you're upset about something, uh-huh. but then um, you kind of like. Not project it, but like, I don't know. It makes you feel bad anyway, even though yeah. I say, because I, I know what you're talking about. When we, when Mac got bit, I was looking for our peroxide. Clearly, I have peroxide in this house. And I am a place for everything and everything for, in its place person. Mm-hmm. And I went to where all our medical stuff is, and there's no peroxide. I have two types of peroxide I had spray bottle and I have the brown bottle, and they're both gone because. I live with several people who don't put anything back. I didn't have that. I know you didn't have the I peroxide. I had the clear bottle that and you had the alcohol. Rubbing alcohol because yeah. I had a really bad bug bite that I kept itching like a month ago. Right. So I was ranting and raving. And the whole time I said, This is not personal. This is not about you. I'm just really frustrated that I live with a lot of people who don't put anything away. And you felt like I still was saying, I'm not mad at you, but I'm mad at you. Is that what you mean? Yeah. So then, okay, well, help me figure out how to, um, 
how do I fix that? How do I fix that? Do I just not complain? No, no. No, I'm, I'm asking that genuinely. Should I not complain because you're my daughter and I'm your parent? Should I, should I just complain to someone else? Because I would have had that same complaint whether you were there or not. Is that I live with three people who never put anything away. And unfortunately, this one time, we really needed it. And we ended up having to go to the store because whoever took it, and I know it wasn't you in this incident, but Georgia or Bert took the peroxide and it is gone. Mm -hmm. And so now it's caused me more trouble to have to go to the store, which is pretty annoying. So should I have just held on to that and complained to Sandy, called Sandy and go, these people I live with. No, I don't know. I don't know. Just like... You just kept saying, this isn't about you, but I live with three people. I see. So mm-hmm. you, I see. So it may have been like a covert, underhanded way of saying it was you. Yeah. Is that what it made you feel? Yeah. Okay. I understand that. All right. So in the future, I'll say this is actually about you. <laughs> it wasn't about me, though. I, I don't know. It, it wasn't. I knew you didn't have the peroxide. Yeah. I knew you didn't have it. Um. So maybe I shouldn't have used that opportunity to complain about other times when I can't find something because you've taken it or not put it away. Right? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes that stuff is cumulative, <laughs> you know. I, if I complained to each of you about everything that bothered me, I would just be a nag. So I think maybe that's what happened. Is that my mistake was instead of Fixing the problem as it goes along, I, I took the opportunity to complain about a, an accumulation of, of things that wasn't about that specific moment. Would that be accurate? Maybe. Okay. Well, thank you for telling me that. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, the thing about life is, Isla, is it's always a work in progress and you're always learning and you can always do better. I'm talking about me and what you just said was you gave me a critique. And of course, I am not perfect. Of course, I, know. I have things to learn. A fault in our stars. It is a fault in my stars. <laughs> I mean, but I can't fix something I don't know is broken sometimes. You know what I mean? Unless someone tells me, hey, this bothers me or hey, this isn't cool. Then I'll just keep doing it because I don't know that it's it bothers someone. You know, mm-hmm. we can't read each other's minds as human beings, so it's really helpful to be able to talk about it when something bothers you. The reverse is true, also, that I should be able to talk to you instead of covertly. What's something saying, that bothers you about me? Then what's something that bothers? Um, where do I start, Mom? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I revoked this privilege. <laughs> Something that does bother me is that sometimes I have I have to wait. Um, I feel like that's with everyone in the house, though. What that I have to wait? Yeah, with getting things done. Well, I think to be fair, well, I'm the only one here for the past like two years, pretty much. That's so. not true. Georgia just left a month ago. I know, but <laughs> Georgia wasn't here the entirety of the summer. Oh my god, she wasn't here. No, no, no. I have so many notes for Georgia Kreischer with. The shit that is on the stairs that I leave on the stairs for like, I swear to God, it would rot there if I didn't say, I need you to take your stuff upstairs, off the stairs. I actually do that decently well. Both of you. No, I, I, mm, Mm. mom. Oh, 
You told me to do it once and I did it immediately. Like last week. With my bag, my green bag. Yes. That laundry basket. Yes. And all those stuff. I told you once. And I put it away. Okay, here's my, here's my, you did. And here's my comment to that. Just like I listened to you and I was able to take adjustment, I need you to do the same for me. Okay. It had been sitting there for several days. Okay. But so yeah. as you walk up the stairs, you go, that's my bag. That's my laundry. It doesn't that's my, my shoes. Maybe I should take them up before my mom asked me because she washed, dried, folded, and placed them there so that all I have to do is pick them up and walk up the stairs. You see what I mean? I didn't compute. <laughs> but you see what I mean? Yeah. Okay. That's what I mean. Sometimes. Oh, no. Why is the panther in the box? I don't know why the panther's in the box. I think that they thought the panther was going to move to the other, to move somewhere. But but I'm going to put the panther back on the coffee table, I think, or on the side table. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I would change anything about you, Isla. But here's what I will say. It's conflicting to be in my position. I was... The worst housekeeper for my own room. But I had this other set where when I was living with Papa Jay, I had to keep the house clean. Like my, I had the chore of cleaning the whole house. And so I didn't clean my own room because I cleaned the whole house. I cleaned the kitchen, the bathrooms. I did all the laundry. I vacuumed. I dusted. I did the whole house. So I didn't want to clean my room because I spent my time cleaning my whole house. Well, I walk in your room and it looks like my room in high school. It looks exactly the same. So I know what that's about, but you're not cleaning the rest of the house. So the part of me that is concerned is that I'm not doing my job as a parent to teach you, hey, you have to be mindful. Like when, when I'm just using this for an example, like when your light bulb's out, you change it. You know, you don't have light bulbs. Do you see what I mean? That's something that doesn't really exist in your room. All your lights are up in the ceiling, Mm -hmm. but like to be mindful of, Hey, I'm out of toilet paper. I should go get it and refill it before I actually go to the bathroom again. I don't know if you do that or not because I don't monitor your toilet paper ins and outs and usages, but I feel sometimes I'm doing you a disservice by because I have agreed with you to let you just have your room as your domain, which is what I had when I was a kid. But then I go, but I don't really make her like vacuum dust clean the rest of the house. So how do you learn that? It's not about the skill of vacuuming. I know you know how to vacuum. It's about the mindfulness, just like you were talking about how it does not compute that you walk right by your property on the steps. I'm afraid as a parent, I'm not teaching you to compute that or to compute when you walk in your room, you go, oh, I should probably take out my garbage or whatever that is so that when you're an adult, you have that kind of skill set. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. That, and I don't, Know that I would change anything about you, but I think that's something that I have not parented well, because I, I, I want you to feel like your space is your space. But at the same time, uh, you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So maybe I should start giving you some chores. I mean, I need to clean my closet. You need to clean your closet. And I need you know, Zay to help me organize it because I don't. I can't organize it by myself. I get too distracted. 
Um, yeah. I mean, I'm sure she'd be glad to help you. Text her and ask her. She's staying with you all week. (gasps) Coming week. Oh my God. Yeah. So see if she'll help you, but I think she's working some. Okay. Well, I'll disturb her. You can uh, text with her about that. Okay. I don't know. Do you see what I mean about that? I see what you mean. Like the mindfulness is something that you have to learn Mm -hmm. about, about, hey, I don't know anybody on the planet that goes, ooh, I can't wait to well, clean my Frankie, toilet. When I ran out of, run out of food for Frankie, then I go downstairs and get it. Or I ask you to get it for me. Exactly. No, but you're already down there. And, and the same is true with your trash. You- your trash is what I go in the room and go, oh, my God. You cannot leave this much trash in your room. It's so, I mean, and it's like like empty vitamin water bottles. It's not like got a banana peel in the corner but it is still like 18 vitamin water bottles where you go yeah you should be mindful well, i don't drink water so. you should no that's not my point my point is you should be mindful of your space and care about your space enough to keep it cleaner mm-hmm. especially with your cat so and you know i went to the I trouble i can't wait to get like a apartment somewhere and move in with frankie yeah yeah because I feel like it's going to be such a cute little... Because I'll, like, have a cat bed for and a cat treat. You I'm already like, have that in your I room. know, but, like, I'll have it, like, next to a big window. How are you going to pay for this apartment? With a job. What kind of job are you going to get? I don't know. don't know. Well, so I'm not going to live in L.A. probably. You don't think so? It's too expensive here to get a job. And, and just like, live? Yeah, and just live. Where else would you live? Milwaukee. Milwaukee? You've never <laughs> Idaho. Been. I don't know. I, know. I don't know. But I'll figure it out. You'll figure it I out. I already have like in two years. You and Frankie. Frank. Frank. Oh, geez. Well, I really would love it if we could try out that new litter box for her. With Frankie is a she has anxiety peas, I think. She right? pees standing up. Well, there yeah. she's not sure. The vet's not sure if it's anxiety, if it's behavioral, or if she's just pee standing up. Yeah. So I got that new litter box for you. I'm waiting for you to set it up so we can see if it works. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's such a problem, Kitty. She's not. She She's... throws up all the time. She does? Yeah, she throws up like once a week. Are you brushing her? I don't. I need to brush her. Yeah, that's what cats throw up because they have hairballs in their throat. And they have hairballs in their throat because they groom themselves. Cats are meticulous groomers, so they lick themselves to get themselves clean. And I mean, little... I brush her like for a little like treat at the end of the day. Oh, sometimes. Yeah. Well, you should brush her. Brush her all the time. Um, I need to play with her more. You do need to play with her My more. My little frunk. You need to give her lots of attention. She needs attention. She needs some I love. give her lots of love. I know you give her lots of love, but she needs some exercise. Exercise. I want. I want to see if Papa Jay can put up those little, like, things in the wall. Yeah, so she can. Like, so walk she can around. climb because she climbs on all of my cabinets. Yeah, like I have a wall of like two cabinets, and she just like scales them at night, and because they're like not sturdy and they're am- cheap Amazon cabinets. Yeah, they like wobble. Yeah, so I'm afraid she's gonna knock the, the cabinet down because she's like, I mean, she's not that heavy. She's like eight pounds. She's pounds. not very heavy. He'd be happy to do that. He'd love to do that, like a cat trail around. That'd be cool. Wouldn't That'd be it? so cute. Should we get that running wheel we saw on his? <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Frankie would destroy that. <laughs> that thing looks so ridiculous. Do you think she'd run on it? With her midnight zoomies. I know. Do you think she'd run on it? I wonder if it's self-propelling. Like if she starts it? No, because because it threw that cat off. Remember? <laughs> it went, woo, woo, woo. The cat went off the wheel. Yeah. It's so funny. So funny. Do you miss your sister? I miss her. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm going to sound mean. But she wasn't really here, like, all that much. That's not mean. She wasn't so, here. She was always out and about. Yeah, my little Gemini. Are you ready for the uh, the invasion that's about to happen oh for Thanksgiving? Oh, my God. I don't know if I am ready. No? No. Why? Georgia, Daisy, is Ellie coming? Yeah, Ellie's staying here Ellie. while she's here from school. Yeah. And Probably Sophia all the time. No, Sophia's staying uh, at college. What? She has family close by her college. She's going to their house for Thanksgiving. That's weird. So no, Sophia. No, it's not weird. It's I hard mean, to get home. Yeah. I don't think Tatum's coming home for Thanksgiving either mm. because it's just hard. It's a really fast turnaround. Mm. I mean, Georgia has class on Wednesday afternoon, so she's barely going to make a flight to When's get home. When's Daisy coming? Tuesday night. So Daisy's going to be here the whole day with you? Yeah, Daisy and Ellie. Ellie comes Tuesday night, too. Hmm. Uh-huh. And then Wednesday, we'll be getting ready for Thanksgiving. And then I don't mind. I love those girls. I think they're great. I and, they, you know, they will they can help me if they want with Thanksgiving or they can hang out in the screening room. That's totally fine. Mm-hmm. I don't mind at all um, helping them. Oh, not helping them. Having them uh, before Georgia gets here. They're all 18. Oh, my God. You're going to see Daisy's nose ring. It grew back. What? It fell out. <laughs> it fell out. But it fell out and then it closed up. So she didn't have it anymore. Daisy. Daisy is a hoot. That girl. That girl is a crack up, huh? She's goofy. Are you glad you got to know her better? Yeah, because I was kind of on the fence about her because the only thing we'd talk about in carpool or they'd talk about was just drama with people that has happened like at uh-huh. And I felt really bad for the people that they were talking about because uh-huh. <laughs> it was a little brutal. Yeah. I mean, I knew it wasn't really real. Yeah. It was like all made up. But I didn't know that at the time. They were just trash talking. Yeah, they were trash talking. And I'm not that type of person because I feel really bad for the person I'm trash, like, trash talking. And I'm like, well, it's going to affect them in some way if it gets out. And I don't want that. And I overthink it. But they just were trash talking. And I didn't. I wasn't comfortable with that, really. Yeah. So I thought Daisy was just like a bad person, I guess, because that's the only light I'd see her in. Yeah. Um, and then when we went to Wee Dowie and uh-huh. she went with us. Uh-huh. Then she was just kind of like goofy Daisy. I well, guess. you got to spend time with her. Yeah. Yeah. A carpool bitch session and spending time with someone are very different. Yeah. 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 Um. Uh, yeah, she was. She, I, I was think, like, oh, yeah, she does have remorse. Let me see. Oh, uh, she does have remorse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when she stole the, um, when they stole the jet skis for the yeah. last night. Yeah. And it was so upsetting. But yes, they felt really bad. I know. Yeah. Well, they, Georgia maybe didn't, but yes, she, she did to me. I don't know if she did to you, but they felt really bad about it. Um, they just weren't thinking. They weren't and, mean. Um, they didn't do it on purpose. They Jocelyn just and I were talking about um, why I feel so like, um, why Georgia's leaving doesn't really affect me that much. Uh-huh. And um, she was like, it seems like you and Georgia were kind of on each other's tails a lot. 
And I was like, yes, we were. Because yeah. I don't know why, but there was always, we'd always like get into fights at like random times. Yeah. Well, you guys are very different. Yeah. Um, I th- and how we look and how we act. Well, I think you have a bit of a different value system too. You know, and one's not better or worse than the other. Well, mine's better, but we don't have to go No, I I can't always (laughs) agree with you there. They're just very different. And, you know, you, the example you just gave of carpool, when she's trash talking, that's something you would never do. That's part of your value system. Let me tell you something. 99.9% of the people on the planet trash talk. Mm-hmm. And they don't do it to hurt anybody. They do it to blow off steam. They do it like I just did today to go, I'm frustrated about this and I need to get it out. Or mm-hmm. uh, they'll have the drama in the car so they don't have the drama out of the car. Yeah. It's a different way of processing. It doesn't make it bad behavior, especially if they don't act on that behavior and mm-hmm. it's not nasty. It's in a safe environment with people they trust. But that's not something you would ever do. And that's okay. It's okay that you would never do that. And it's okay that they trash talk in carpool. Yeah. You know, so it's just a different value system. And I think you're that way in a lot of areas. Um, And, you know, I've said this for a long time to both of you. And I think as you mature, maybe it'll start making more sense. Mature. As you mature. um, There is a lot you guys can learn from each other. There's a lot. Because if you love your sister and you, if you love your sister and you respect your sister, as you get older, you will respect each other even more. When you're teens, you're very rigid in your point of view and in your perspective on life. Every single teenager is that way. It is not special to be a bit narcissistic as a teenager. Everybody Mm -hmm. is. But as you get older, you gain a little more perspective, more experience in the world. You may come to value your sister's difference in perspective and point of view and go, because I know, you know, Kathy and I see the world differently. And Kathy is one of the first people I call when I need a point of view that's not mine. If I want a point of view that's mine, I'll call Sandy mm-hmm. uh, or I'll call Lynn. But if I want a point of view that's different than mine, I, I call Kathy. Because yeah. she does not see the world the same as me. And that's so valuable to me because I respect Kathy. I love her. I know her to be a good person. I know her to have a slightly different value system than mine, but not different enough that we aren't very good friends. Yeah. So she gives me the best advice because she sees it through a completely different lens. So as you and your sisters get older, I hope that you do that for each other, that she will go, you know what? I'm going to call Isla and see what she thinks about this and have Isla say, hmm, you know. I feel like George is a dog person. (laughs) I feel like George is a dog person? Yeah, like I feel like she'll grow up and have like a big dog. Well, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm a cat person. But she always keeps saying, I can't wait to get an apartment because I want to get a cat. Well, oh, and if I go to school close to her... Then she could take Frankie. She could. There's another school about 30 minutes from her school that we looked at for her that was really cool. 30 Mm. minutes from school. 30 minutes from school. close, but not too close. Yeah, it's not bad. I don't know if it's on my list, though. Really cool town. schools that would... I haven't seen your list, so I don't know either. It's like four schools. Oh, yeah? It's like four. Only four? I don't know. It's like, from what she put on there, it's only four. Oh, okay. So far. Well, you're also at the very beginning. 
Mm -hmm. Who knows what you come up with as you go along? Mm -hmm. You know, never know. I don't know. I would think, I would think it would be awesome and hard to have a sister. It would be a little bit of both. Yeah. I feel like I'd like having a brother more. Why? Not that I don't like Georgia. Just like, I feel like if I'd grown up with a brother, I feel like, I don't know. That dynamic would have been easier. Yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. Like Max. Yeah. Because Max and I have always gotten along really well. And like, I don't know, like that type of relationship, I guess. Do you feel there's a competition with the two of you because you're both girls? No. I feel like it's just a different personality-ish. Uh-huh. Like, Georgia's not... Georgia, like, growing up was always very girly girl. Uh-huh. And, like, very sweet. Uh-huh. But, like, also very witty to me. Uh-huh. Like, you know how she'd um, manipulate me uh-huh. and, like, get me angry uh-huh. when we were younger? I don't think a guy's smart enough to do that. Oh. <laughs> You don't think a guy's smart enough to do that? No, like as a kid, I feel like they're more they're more focused on like outdoorsy things, like like generalized, like guys are more and I'm more based on like active stuff, I guess, when I was younger. So well, guys are more linear in their thought process. They're more kind of linear and easier to track in that way. Yeah. Um, that's what I mean. I don't know. I think that you and, and Georgia are just very different. And Greg. Uh, and Greg. You and Greg are just very different. I keep calling her Greg. And she I love like both it. of you. I think. She's um, called me a lot. I think she misses you. I know she misses me. You know what, Isla? I'm a missable person. I'll tell you this. I think that she means more to you than you realize. And I think as you get older, you'll realize what she means to you. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's anything wrong with what you feel now. That you don't realize it. It's you guys are just t- typical teenagers. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You're you've been a really good teenager so far. I feel really lucky, and I feel like maybe Dad and I did an okay job mm-hmm. on raising you to this. I feel point. like I've just seen George's thing, of teenager, yeah stuff, and I'm like, mm, maybe I'll not do that. Maybe not. Maybe not. Well, maybe I won't do that. <laughs> well, it's a really good skill to learn from other people's mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Yeah. You'll make mistakes too, but if you can learn from someone else's, it kind of helps you mature in a different way at your yeah. at your own pace. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. I, I've watched my mom my whole life and went, I will not be doing that. Mm-hmm. I will not be doing that. And so then it's a good guide for your own kind of compass mm-hmm. to see what you will or will not do. Yes. Do you ever feel weird that you don't know my mom? Yeah, yeah, it does make me feel weird because like I'd like to know her, even though I know that it's probably not the best thing. Yeah. But like, I'd still like to know who she is. And like, I guess. Yeah. You'd like to get to know her. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm like, I feel like it wouldn't work out, but I'd. But maybe are you curious about her? Is that what it is? Yeah. You're curious about who she is and what. Mm-hmm. I can respect that. Totally respect that. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'm curious too sometimes. Wonder how she's doing. Do you think you'll be invited to her funeral? Um, I don't know. It's a really weird dynamic in that family. I don't know. I feel think, very excommunicated sometimes. And do you think we'll be, George and I? I don't know. I don't know who will be in charge of her funeral. It's really sad. Should be me. Mm-hmm. But I don't really deserve that, do I? 
I haven't been in her life, but I don't know who has. I don't know. Maybe her sister, Deborah. Have I met Deborah? Uh huh. A bunch of times. Yeah. Remember last time we went to see Mama? She cooked lunch for us. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's Beth's Beth's mom. I've liked Beth. Your Beth is nice. I like Beth too, and I like my aunt Deborah. Um, I always have. But you know, it's. I think it would be hard to be on their side of my relationship with my mom. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They don't know the ins and outs, and I'm not going to try to get anybody on my side, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Just let. Um, I know Dad doesn't like your mom. I think they had a couple run-ins <sighs> where he went, "Okay, I understand what you're talking about." In the beginning, you know, Bert used to say. I don't understand why you can't just work it out with your mom. I don't understand. Well, she's immovable because of her problems. Yeah, she has some some serious problems. I believe she has some serious mental health problems. She's never been diagnosed. Do you think she has borderline? I believe she does. Because I watched a video on people that do have borderline, and they said um, it's really hard with the relationships because – if one thing sets them out, then they're out, like they're out of there. Or if some one thing sets them off about the person mm-hmm. because of their past experiences. Uh, that's right. It's from trauma. Mm-hmm. I understand what it came from. And I feel really bad that she is unhappy and can't find happiness. I mean, anybody, inarguably, if you've been married and divorced six times, I think anybody could say factually you're having a hard time finding happiness. Yeah. So I, I'm not. I don't even think that's a speculation. I think that's kind of a fact. Yeah. Um, and that breaks my heart because I don't want anybody to be unhappy. And, you know, it's really sad that she had some trauma in her childhood that basically robbed her of her life in some ways where she can't find happiness but with or without me. I mean, in general, in her life, if she's divorcing that many times and then to me that says she's having a hard time finding happiness. Um and you can't say, I think it's hard to say she may, the six people she were married to were all bad people. I mean, there's one common denominator in those six choices, and that's her. Yeah. So at some point, maybe some of them were bad people, but my dad definitely is not a bad person. Mm-hmm. Her fourth husband, who I knew very well, was definitely not a bad person. He was a very good person. The other. What about the guy that said, I'm going to throw out? Oh, that was just a boyfriend. That oh. was just a boyfriend. <laughs> they were never married. And that wasn't, she didn't date him. She dated, that was his friend. Um, so I don't know. I always wonder how you and Georgia feel about my mom. I mean, I, I think it was really important for me to take you to Mama's house every summer mm-hmm. so that you you knew her and Papa and some of your cousins and aunts. And so that you knew that this wasn't about that family it was about my mom and my inability to have a relationship with her mm-hmm. in a healthy way yeah i could have one with her but it would be really unhealthy and yet your dad kept saying i don't understand why you can't figure this out you can figure out anything leanne why can't you figure this out and i kept saying it's i'm not sure how else to explain it and then um she wrote me a letter and i gave it to bert because I didn't want to read it, because I could tell by how she addressed it, it was a nasty letter. Mm-hmm. And he went in mm-hmm. our backyard at the other house and read it and came back in and he went, I get it. Now I get it. We don't need her in our life. This is not healthy. 
Mm-hmm. And I never even read the letter. I have no idea what it said. Um, but it w- must have been bad <laughs> because yeah. he came back in the house and went, oh, no, 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 no. This is this is not OK. So. So who knows what it said? Probably the same thing I've heard my whole life, which is you're a horrible person. You're dead to me. And, you know, my mom has said that so many With times. The southern accent. You're dead to me. You're dead to me. I don't want to know you. I don't want to know your children. I know she wrote me one really nasty email and I printed it out and kept it so that I would never forget. Um, you know, we want to forget those traumas and the hard times mm-hmm. as a human being. You know, if you remembered every hard part of childbirth, everyone would only have one child. Your brain is or they meant have kid. to forget. The population would be great, though. <laughs> we wouldn't have a lot of pollution, would we? Yeah. Um, but you're you're built to minimize or to cope or to forget or to lessen some of those bad moments so that you mm-hmm. can live and be happy. And I printed that one email out and I've kept it. Um and I haven't really read it. I've maybe read it one other time since I printed it out. I was 33 when it happened. And I went, this is so I don't ever forget why I made the choice. This was the third time in my life that she said, I was 33. And that's the third time she had said to me, you're dead to me. I don't want to know you. I don't ever want to see you again. I don't want to know your children. I don't want to know anything about you. You're a bad person. Don't contact me. You are no longer my daughter. That was the third time she'd said that to me in my life. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I keep trying to fix it, right? Mm -hmm. But I can't imagine saying those words to you or Georgia for any reason ever. Yeah. I don't even know what you could do that would make me say to you, you are no longer my daughter. Well, kill someone. I I would not even say that. I would say, I don't understand what's happening. I don't understand. Tell me what's going on. The leader of a cult. If you were the leader of a cult? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I feel like that'd be more of a winning thing. Why would that be winning? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, mom, I'm the winner, the leader of a cult. Winning. (laughs) There's nothing you could do that would become Hitler. Like that. You could become Maybe. Hitler. Like that type of bad. There's no part of you or Georgia that would become Hitler. It's just not mein there. Kampf, mein Kampf. Uh, <laughs> you are so funny. I don't know. But do you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. You guess? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I can say it because I, I because like Hitler, you could become Hitler. And that could be like a you're my, not my daughter anymore type of thing. But like if I were, if I were. Okay. Then let me ask you this. Do you think ever in my life I was Hitler? No. 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 So then why would she ever say to me, you are no longer my daughter? Do you see what I mean? Yeah. There's nothing I've ever done to her that justified that behavior. I Okay. okay maybe if I was yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer, okay, or Hitler, but that's not what Jeffrey I was Dahmer happening. Had problems. I was just being myself. You know, yeah. I was arguing with her. The second time she asked me to tell a lie. To her husband about her behavior. And I told her no. And that's why she told me she I was no longer her daughter. Because I wouldn't lie to her current husband. The lie was so bad that I got subpoenaed to court to testify in their divorce. Was it about the... It was about behaviors that she was doing that she wanted me to cover up. And like... I wasn't going to do it. 
It was not, we don't, not talking about that. Okay. Publicly at all. I'm talking about something else that she was doing that she was asking me to cover up. And I said these words to her exactly. I don't lie for myself Mm -hmm. and I'm definitely not lying for you. And that turned into a huge argument. In that argument, she told me I was fat. (laughs) I was ugly. I was the reason that she had no career. I was the reason she wasn't successful. I was unworthy. I was an ungrateful human being. And she never wanted to see me again. As we were living in New York City, I was 23. And she kicked me out of my own apartment that my stepdad at the time had rented that she had come to visit me in. But her husband was renting it for me to help me get on my feet in New York. Kicked me out with my cat. And I... With Mufasa. Mufasa! Yes. Because I told her I wouldn't lie for her. For something she was doing that was really bad. That was stupid. Um, I don't lie for myself. Why would I lie for her? She's a stupid butthole. She's not stupid. She's not well. That's what I meant. She's just not well. That's what I mean by stupid. So I tried to fix that broken one. And then at 33, when she did it again, I went, okay. This is not going to happen to my children. I will not have my children have a relationship with this woman where this woman can say, oh, you didn't do what I said. You're dead to me. I never want to see you again. I can't, I can't have it. I won't have that in your life. Yeah. So now that you're old enough and mature enough, you can make your own choices about my mother once you get to be 18 or whatever. If you want to seek her out, I can't stop you from doing that. But my personal opinion is it's a real difficult, difficult person to manage. She's yeah. really difficult to manage. I didn't deserve that. I didn't do any behavior that deserved to be treated that way. Yeah. Any of the times she did that to me. The first time she did it was because I moved in with Papa Jay when I was 13. She didn't talk to me for a long time because I chose to live with him I over her. I chose to live with Papa Jay over anything. What'd you say? Papa Jay's pretty cool. Papa Jay's pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, with his cool car. Right? Yeah. And his log cabin in the middle of the woods. Yeah. I feel like yeah. any kid would choose to live with that. If we're, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with the gate neighborhoods, but if we're having them in contrast, I feel like that one. Well, it was a little bigger than just I was isolated in Atlanta. It was that. Yeah. You were living with someone that wasn't. Well. Yeah. And so. Papa Jay lived. I mean, I had cousins. I had aunts and uncles. I had all my grandparents. Yeah, All my relatives were where Papa Jay lived. Or I could be on this island by myself with my mom, who yeah. I didn't get along with, who wasn't very nice to me. Yeah, so in a choice- place where no one really you knew lived. No, exactly. I was isolated there. I mean, I had Becky, my best friend Becky, but Becky moved. Mm-hmm. So after Becky moved, I was all back by myself again. So the choice was pretty easy to make. and But she took real issue with it and didn't talk to me for a long time. So, I mean, after a certain point, if you're trying to be a healthy person, it's really hard to stay in a relationship with someone who's so unhealthy. And, you know, I, it breaks my heart. She's my mom. I, there's parts of my mom that were great. She was really fun. And how she talked to Fatty. She talked to Fatty all the time. I talked to all our animals all the time. She woke me up every day for school singing. Like I used to wake you up singing in the morning. You guys hated it. Mm -hmm. I hated it too. But my mom did that. She was really fun. She liked to, uh, 
yeah, she was really fun sometimes. And she would sometimes have a very light hearted spirit. She liked watching movies and popping popcorn and, but you know, and, and I have all those things. I'll have those things forever and ever. I'll always think about her in that way also, Mm -hmm. but I can't, the unhealthy part just overshadowed the healthy part. And at a certain age, I just, my priority was to take care of my kids Mm -hmm. and I can't have that shit in my kid's life. I can't do it. Yeah. No can do. That makes sense. It makes me really sad because I feel like she missed out on so much. She missed out on these two great kids that she has as grandchildren that she doesn't know. And she got to miss out on her daughter building this life that your dad and I have together, which we're so grateful for. And we worked so hard to achieve. Um, And I couldn't have done it without the things that she taught me. You know, my mom was very brave. She moved from a really small town to Atlanta and made a life for herself and really succeeded at it. That's huge. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't learn that from Papa Jay. Papa Jay still lives in his same hometown, which is beautiful also. But I definitely didn't learn how to kind of pick myself up and move to a whole new place from my dad. Mm -hmm. I learned that from my mom. So Mm -hmm. a lot of the reason that I, I have the life I have today is because of her, because of the things I learned from her. But it doesn't mean I have to be in a relationship that's so very unhealthy. I feel like you're bored. No, I'm not. I'm you're just, now drawing pictures on the couch. No, I'm trying to flatten out the couch. Anyway, thanks for telling me how you feel about my mom. Yeah. Just, I mean, she requested to follow me on Instagram. She did? Yeah. Did, I don't, did you accept it? No. Okay. I didn't. She just requested to follow me like, like a while ago. A long time ago. Yeah. She's very charming. She's nice. She's has your nose, I think. You think we have the same nose? Yeah. I actually have my mom's nose. Her nose is a little thinner. I don't know. I look like her sometimes, but sometimes I don't. I don't know. It's really weird. I don't know. really know what she looks like. So, Do you think Kathy's mom is the same? Kathy's mom is the same as what? Is your mom? Or are they just similar? I don't know. Not the same. I don't think she's the same. Because I've met Kathy's mom. Uh-huh. I've met Kathy's mom. Yeah. I think she's just a little contrary. Everything's kind of contrarian for Kathy's mom. But I'm not sure she she's just kind of like a, a, a little bit of a negative person. You know, like as she sees the glass half empty all the time. I don't know that she's like, I don't think she would ever say to Kathy, you're no longer my daughter. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a t- and then act on it. The thing is, if a parent says that and then they come home the next day, you're like, oh, well, okay, that was just a bad fight. My mom would say it, and then I'd be like cut off radio silence for a year, year and a half. Mm. That's a different kind of leaving. That's someone who has left. Mm. Like when she says it, my mom follows it up with, oh, she's gone. Yeah. For years sometimes. Mm. So then that's very different than having a fight and saying those words and then showing back up. Yeah. My mom wouldn't show back up. She'd be gone. And so then you go, oh, wow, she would really let you feel what she meant until a certain point. And then it would we'd reconnect again. I always reconnected with her. 
because I always felt bad. I felt guilty. I felt like, well, this is, I have responsibility in this too. I shouldn't have yelled at her. I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have disagreed with her, whatever it is. So this is my fault too. So I'll, I'll reach out and see if I can fix it. And, you know, at a certain point you go, actually, there's nothing I can do. I'm human and I'm going to make mistakes. And if my mistakes, or even if my difference of opinion in that saying, like, I don't lie for myself, I'm not lying for you, causes you to say, you're dead to me. That's kind of an, we're at an impasse because Mm -hmm. I'm not going to suddenly start lying for you to have a relationship with you. Mm -hmm. I can't do that. Yeah. You know, so you leave me with no choice. You can either accept me as who I am or not, but I'm not going to lie or cheat or steal or steal utensils. Yes, she used to make me steal utensils from the restaurants. Yeah. Yeah, she's a she's an interesting character, really an interesting bird. And I feel really bad that she, I feel like I feel and I may be totally wrong. So if someone knows her personally and I'm totally wrong. I'm I'm actually really glad for that. But I feel really bad. I feel like she must be very lonely. And that makes me feel very sad. I, I don't want her to be lonely. I just can't be in a relationship with her in any healthy way. She's not, she has never allowed it. I can't imagine some magic wand has showed up and now she can allow some kind of healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. But any hoodles, Isla Grace. <laughs> with the flat flap of the eyes. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad we put on record the squirrel attack that happened in our backyard. For 15 minutes of the podcast. For 15 minutes of the podcast. Yeah. It was only 15 minutes? I feel like it was because we are maybe 30. No, I don't think it was 30. We've been in here for an hour and 15 minutes. Oh, have you been watching the clock? No, but it's like right there. So it's like, just I right there. I mean, just can't help it. Nice side view. Yeah. Do you have a lot of homework? not that bad that's good i mean 20 something pages you have to read in psychology 22 but like that's i just need to take a photo of the page well the reason why it would take me so long to do that yeah is because i would get either distracted and my brain would stop functioning with reading it so i'd just be like glant like spacing off at the word being like i don't know what what this says yeah and like or i just get really distracted a lot like i guess do you but you do better listening like to a book on tape or something not on tape but you know what i mean audio yeah better i don't let i feel like if it's more more a person reading it to me i feel like that does better because i want to like give my attention to that person as well oh but I read well on a book on like book on tape, but I also just get distracted while reading it. Like yeah. very distracted. So then I like try to like play game game my phone and listen as well because that for some reason I can keep myself busy. I see. And listen at the same time. Makes sense. It's kind of like mindless the game playing is kind of not really mindless, but Well, I play a game where you just like keep a car sturdy. Ah. So, like, I'm doing something with my hands, but I'm also listening. That's interesting, Isla. That's really cool that you figured that out. 
Yeah, because I remember reading this book in like seventh grade or not seventh grade in freshman year of high school. And it was like a really short book, but it was really boring. It was about this girl's life and like how she got pregnant, like 16 or something. Oh, it was geez. boring. It was like, I know all this stuff. I don't know it again. So like <laughs> I just. You've been pregnant at 16, have you? No, but public school. They'd show <laughs> what? us. What? Wait, 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 wait. Public school? What do you mean? Well, there was a girl in our grade that got pregnant. What? Yeah, in eighth grade. What? Well, she wasn't in my grade. She was in like a grade above mine, a grade below Georgia's. So like in seventh and eighth grade, she was pregnant. I did not know this. Really? No. And they'd show us the talk video. The talk video? Yeah, like every year. The one, the... Like don't have sex? Yeah. Use a condom? Yeah. That video? Yeah. So you already knew all of that. You didn't need yeah. any education on it. Yeah. So it was for the private school kids. Um, so for the private school kids, are they more sheltered? From what I've heard. From what you've heard? From them. From them, they're more sheltered? Yeah. They said they didn't have the tampon video in fifth grade. Oh, because they went to Catholic school probably. Yeah. You had a tampon video in the fifth they grade? They handed out tampons and pads. In fifth grade, they handed out tampons? Yeah. And the video, what, showed you how to use one? Yeah, I guess. Did you see that video Did I sent you on Instagram about that woman interviewing men about tampons? Yes. How was crazy like, was that video? Do you take them out to go pee? And they're, they're all like, yeah. No, what she said was, can you pee with a tampon in? And all the men said no. And I was like, what? That's insane. So that means their sex education failed them entirely because... They have no idea what the human, the, what the female reproductive system looks like. Yeah. Because that's two entirely different holes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is. It's two entirely different holes. Yeah. yeah. They're not even connected. Yeah. It was really shocking to me, that video. Did it not shock you? Not really. It didn't? That boys don't know anything about that shit? No, it didn't really shock me that much. Oh, I was kind of shocked. Because girls only learn about the girl reproductive organ. You don't learn about the boy's reproductive system? No, but like I know about them. Wait, hold on. They didn't teach you about the male reproductive system in health class? No. Are you kidding? No. I learned about it. I, I mean, I learned about it in anatomy in eighth grade. Oh, so you have learned about. Yeah, but only a certain amount of people take anatomy. That's that's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that. I had it in sex ed and Coach Sanders taught sex ed. The football coach. Ugh. And it was a co-ed class. They did not separate us into male and female. He just went, he pulled his like coach's shorts up and went, here we go. We're going to talk about this and everybody's going to be giggling. Everybody's going to be laughing, but we got to get through it. Let's just get through it. And he taught us, he taught us about all this stuff, all in the same room. You. Uh, but but part of it was good because you think about it. We, don't, we learned about drugs most of the time in sex ed. But the thing about it is what bothers me is it's it, it doesn't have to be so taboo. Yeah. It's just a human body. And it's just is a human body that and that's how a human body is supposed to function. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't understand why it's so taboo. Yeah. It should be just easily talked about. It doesn't need to be like, and so the penis. But, you know, also you could say, and so the penis. It's just part of the human body. Yeah. So stupid. Anyway. What were we talking about? I have no idea.
But that video of that woman interviewing those boys and them not knowing anything about anything. Yeah. was crazy. Very. I really liked Anatomy. You did? No. Why? I was really good at it. You liked it because you were good at it? Yeah, because I could visualize where everything was. Oh. Like, it was really easy to remember everything because I could just, like, visualize a like a person's body in my brain and like where everything was and I could just point it out like in my brain yes would you say you're a visual learner yeah Yeah. I think you are (laughs) what which is interesting because people would think you were an auditory learner because you have dyslexia but they're not it doesn't matter Mm. because spatial you're really good at spatial stuff like Mm you know, proportion mm-hmm. and the testing in like second grade. It was fourth grade. But oh, yeah, fourth grade. Um, but you're it's good a two at years difference. You're good at like seeing if something will fit in a space. Like mm. if, will this couch fit in this room? You're really good at that. Mm-hmm. And that's visual. Yeah. It's more like picturing it and then like taking that picture and holding it in your mind and then going to another place and putting it there. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Mm. You're, you're real good at that. I feel like I'm cutting off an artery in my arm. You're cutting off an artery in your arm? Yeah. So how do you like jujitsu? It's so awesome. You like it? It's so awesome. So you started asking me to take jujitsu a while back. And I think this is how the universe works. I know you blame me because it took so long to get this hooked up. I feel bad, but I still blame you. Well, you right. shouldn't feel you shouldn't blame me. And here's why. I'll tell you why. I think you are where you're supposed to be. And if we had started with, you know, we reached out to someone who was going to help us get into a dojo Mm -hmm. and it kept not working with our schedules. He was out of town. Then we were out of town. Then he wasn't available. Then we weren't available. And I went back and forth with him. I'm happy to show you all the text threads of how many times I went back and forth with him trying to schedule it. And it wasn't working out. Mm -hmm. Then we traveled almost all of June and then we were, we traveled a lot of August. And so we couldn't have started in that time period because we were too out of town. And then dad podcasted with Eddie Bravo, who said, I have the perfect person for your daughter and she's here. So if we had started with that other one, your dad would never have had that conversation with Eddie Bravo and you wouldn't be with the person that's right for you. I know. So it's the way it was supposed to happen because I had every intention of having you start. But sometimes when the path is too hard, it's the wrong path. I literally texted back and forth with dad's friend probably 20, 30 times. I'm not Mm. joking. And it just wasn't working. So this is what was meant to happen. This is the path that we were meant to walk on. And I'm glad it finally worked out. And I'm so glad you like it. Mm -hmm. What do you like about it? I like being able, I feel like it soothes my anxiety a little. How so? Because like, um, I kind of know how to now defend myself better, where which is like a better advantage because I'm always afraid, like not always, but like if I am, I'm usually afraid, like if I go out or like if I'm in my room, like my anxiety tells me like someone's going to come in here and someone's going to kill you sort of thing or someone's hiding in your like chest or drawer thing. Yeah. Like that. Um. So it's kind of just like a paranoia thing. Uh-huh. So I feel like it kind of suits that knowing that I can actually do something about it. Like, I don't know. It was like that thing from uh, 
what is it? Something about John or something where that girl watched the zombie movie so much that she knew how to defend herself. Oh, I don't know what this is. We watched it together. We did? Yeah. She watched the zombie movie? The blonde so girl. The mom was bon- blonde. He was a scam artist. And he was There's something about Mary? Mary. Was it called what? There's Something About Mary? No. The guy, John, he was- Oh, Dirty John. Dirty John. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Okay, yes. I re- forgot her daughter watched the zombie movies. She watched That's um, right. Walking Dead That's so right. much. That she was preparing herself like mentally while watching them how to fight someone off. So she knew how to fight John off when he came at her with a knife. Yes, you're right. So like it's kind of like. Good memory. What can I say? What can I say? Um, But yeah, I kind of like. I feel like it's like that sort of like I'm now prepared. Like if something did happen where I got in that circumstance, then I it kind of like. Because I knew that I couldn't probably defend myself if I did get in that circumstance, like, mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Like, last year? Yeah. Like, last year in this position. Oh, like, when uh, before I thought you meant something happened last year that where you no. couldn't defend yourself. You mean, this time last year, you had no idea anything yeah. about jujitsu? I would probably just, like, punch them, and that wouldn't have done anything. You don't think so? No. If it were, like, if I were getting attacked by, like, a grown man... Then I, it wouldn't have done anything. Depends. Well, if he's a short grown man. If he's a short grown man, <laughs> you think short men are easier to beat? <laughs> that really doesn't have much to do with it. But okay, if he's short, <laughs> I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad you liked jujitsu. Yeah, and it's really, it's really cool to see. Like, I don't know. I just like knowing how to like. This is going to sound bad, but like knowing how to like break someone's neck is like such a good advantage. Yeah. It's got to make you feel powerful. Not powerful. It just feels like, haha. Ah, you know, you don't think that's power? I feel like that's empowerment, maybe. 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 I'd say that. I know. I take for granted. I grew up so rough and tumble with boys at my dad's hmm. that we wrestled constantly with Chris and Keith and Wade. We would just always be, you know, tossing each other around and wrestling. You didn't really grow up like that. Mm-mm. So I didn't really think about it. You know, I got mugged twice in New York and both times I was able to physically handle myself. And I never put two and two together. That was probably because I spent so much time wrestling with boys in Bowden, you know, um, when I was a kid, when I was like seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old, mm-hmm. you guys definitely did not have that experience. So sadly. Sadly, but I mean, it's fascinating now as an adult to realize how much of your life is based on that part of your childhood. You know, that part of your eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 year old self, um, where I look back and I go, oh, this is where my scrappiness came from, or this is where my stubbornness came from, or this is where, you know, the way I plan for things or, or problem solve comes from is from from your childhood it really defines your whole life i mean i feel like i had a little bit of that tumble in me because every time georgia would mentally manipulate me i'd just like attack her well no you've always been very physical from the time you were very very small i mean you walked at nine and a half months old which is very early and you were climbing early you've always had a very good sense of your body in space Mm -hmm. like 
used to jump off stuff all the time. It was terrifying. You <laughs> jump off the couch onto the floor when you were too small to be doing that. You made your papa a nervous wreck because you were so physical. So it, and then you never did a physical sport growing up. You weren't in like soccer's very physical. Um, you weren't doing anything super physical. Not really, not in any kind of super focused way. You played tennis, you played softball, but you never really got physical in those things. I mean, when you play softball, you didn't slide into the base or do any of those kind of extreme physical behaviors. It just wasn't your instinct. So mm -hmm. I think a martial art, especially jujitsu, is right up your alley because you just were born here on the planet, a physical kid. You expressed yourself physically to the point where you would hit instead of talking. And I would have to say to you, I, you need to use your words. And you were like, blah, 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 whatever that means. And I'd go, are you angry? Are you frustrated? Are you um, scared? And then when I hit the right word, I could see it in your face. It's almost like you, like we were talking earlier. It's almost like you didn't process words. You processed feelings or Vis visual things, mm -hmm. uh, but not in a verbal way. So like if someone made you angry, you felt angry and you could express anger physically, but you couldn't say I'm angry because you took my toy. That's mm -hmm. not how you communicated. Georgia talked in full sentences from birth, like practically born. She was like, mommy, that makes me very unhappy. And I would like to go sit in the other room. She would talk like that from like the very beginning. And so she knew what she, she felt and she expressed it verbally. So she didn't have to be physical. Mm -hmm. Whereas you were the opposite. You knew what you felt. You were very sure in what you felt, but you never expressed it verbally. You expressed it physically. You screamed a lot. Um, scream for any reason, joy, excitement. Uh, I still do that. Fear. I still uh, do that. <laughs> you do. You've always been... I almost think that you need to physically feel your voice, that it helps you express yourself, the feeling of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It feels so good to scream just to be with excitement or with terror or whatever. It feels good in your body to scream. Mm -hmm. So I think you just process the world that way. And that's how you communicated. Mm -hmm. So I'm not surprised that you really like jujitsu because it's so physical yeah, and it's your whole body. It's not just your hands or your feet. You're not just kicking or punching. Mm. It's using your whole body. Um, so that is a perfect fit for you. Perfect fit for you. Mm. What if I start taking jujitsu? And what if the next time we get in an argument, we just jujitsu it out? I'd win. And I make you submit. I'd win. No, 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 no. I'd win. Make no mistake. I grew up in the country, girl. You don't even know about winning. I take your feet out from under you like that. Stop. You scare me sometimes. I scare you sometimes. Yeah. Why? You're like a lion esque. I'm like a lion esque. Yeah. Meow. Uh. <laughs> you know I'm not a lioness. I'm a panther. Right. Well, thank you for coming on my podcast and talking to me about all this stuff. You know what's really cool is when I'm old. Or maybe even when I'm gone, you can go back and look at all these and see all these great conversations. That would we've make had. you feel emotion. I don't want that. Maybe not now, but maybe later you will. You never know. 
I think about that for the one podcast I talked Papa Jay into. Now I have him forever. Mm-hmm. Forever and ever. I can go back and watch that conversation with Papa Jay, and I'm really grateful for it. Mm-hmm. So thanks. I know you've done it a million times with me now, and you're probably like, oh, not again. But I, I love talking to you, Isla. I think we have a really good relationship. Mm-hmm. Do you? Yeah. I think we do, and I'm really grateful for it. I think I, I, I was like this with Jan. I had this relationship with Jan. Really? Yeah, similar. It's not the same, obviously. But I was always able to talk to Jan. That one photo of me with a gun at her house is the funniest photo I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah? Do you ever know that photo? I don't remember that photo. The one with the humongous gun uh-huh. where I have the head, the thing that you put your hair back in, but like... It was covering up to my shoulders, so I looked like a bug. And I had a gun, and I was, like, pointing my toe out. I was like... I don't remember this picture. Dad took it of me. Oh, my God. Do you remember when Cope taught you how to shoot that gun, and you pointed it at him? (laughs) Poor Cope. He's a brave fella. Take you out to shoot. With dog. With dog. I love dog. Cope's married now. I know. He got married. Crazy. I know. He's got a, He's got like afro hair. He's got like big curly bushy hair. I know. He's such a goof. He's a really sweet human being. I'm glad that I know him. I got to know him when he was little. I used to go see Jan and we would go pick him up from school. And he was Aww. the cutest kid. He would just jabber, 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 jabber in that car seat. Just blah, 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 blah. Talk about everything. I'd go sit in this room with him and play Legos and stuff. Aww. And now he's a grown up and he's married. It's kind of crazy. But I'm really grateful, actually, that Jan allowed that sort of, you know. Mm-hmm. Like she and I were, she really means a lot to me. And she's, oh, I'm going to get really emotional. Oh. Took me off guard. Wow. Um, Wow. I can't believe I got so emotional. She really is a big reason why I am who I am today because I had her. I can't believe I'm so emotional. I never get emotional on my own podcast. But so I know you guys never want to leave the lake and you never want to go see her. But I want to go see her. I know you want to see her, but you never want to leave the lake. And I don't blame you. I don't want to leave the lake either. But she really is very important and has been really important to me since I was about seven. And I'm so grateful that when she and my dad split apart, Jan and I were able to come back together and have a relationship as adults. And that mm. I was able to share my kids with her because, because she was so important. Mm-hmm. In my childhood, she really taught me a lot about being uh, a woman. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't want to learn how to be a woman from my mom because it was very confusing. Yeah. You know, she was very manipulative and married six times, you know. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot about how to be a woman from Jan and how to be a wife from Jan because she was a good wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happened between her and my dad was really unfortunate and really stunk um but she's happy now and she's a good wife now again and she just taught me a lot about life and i'm really grateful for her and i'm really glad you know her it means a lot to me actually that you know her it means a lot to me that you know her mm-hmm. it really does i can't believe i got so emotional i have to call jan and talk to her i haven't talked to her in a little bit 
So thank you for always going to see her and making her part of your life, too. Her and her little dogs in her house. Her, the the stuff. wolf and the... <laughs> you mean the taxidermy? Yeah. I mean, could you have... <laughs> Boy, you and Georgia have seen a lot when you go back home. Uh, Jan's house is full of taxidermy. There's like a coyote. There's a bobcat. There's, there's a black wolf. Deer everywhere. Mm-hmm. Ducks and quail and all kind of stuff that they have taxidermy. And you go to Papa Jay's house and it's the lake and... Mm-hmm fishing and then you go see mama and papa and there's that whole experience of the south that a lot of people don't get to see mm-hmm. and oh. i was so funny when we went into that place and like forgot where we were but we were at the hay slips on a road trip montana on in montana and we went to that convenience store and both lou and kylie were just like oh my god <laughs> is this full the of amount of taxidermy uh-huh and it was so funny as you were like oh this is just grand jans <laughs> Right? It was like Jan's house. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, that really took me off guard. Um, Sorry, I got emotional. It's okay. Actually, I'm not sorry, but. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Well, thanks for uh, talking to me today. I love you very much. Yeah. I love you with all my heart. (laughs) I love you very much, Isla. (laughs) You got it.